Hey everyone, and welcome to West New York Brews, Buffalo's beer and brewing podcast. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, myself and the Buffalo Beer League, that's Brian, Scott, and Jesse in this case, are at 41 Edwards Street, downtown Buffalo, talking to Spotted Octopus Brewing. Now, they haven't opened yet, but Dom and Ken were nice enough to invite us in so that we could talk about the beers that they are hoping to have on tap when they eventually do open, hopefully at the end of April, to talk about the setting, to talk about the building that they're in, all the work that they've been doing to get ready for this. They were extremely gracious and uh, really interesting to talk to, to hear the story about Spotted Octopus Brewing. So you can find them on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Octopus Brew. You can find them on Instagram, Spotted Octopus Brewing. You can find them on Twitter at Octopus Brewing or their website, octopusbrew.com. So we're going to get right into the episode with Dom and Ken right in their tap room in the heart, well, on the edge of Allentown. Uh, again, at 41 Edward Street. And this is the Buffalo Beer League and Spotted Octopus Brewing. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. Sitting with Ken and Dom. And we have in front of us the Ella, which is a hazy blonde ale. We have the Winter Ale, uh, American Blonde Ale. Let me give you the, the ABVs too. 5.4 on the Ella, hazy blonde ale. Uh, the Winter Ale, American Blonde Ale, 6.8. The Chocolate Vanilla Porter, uh, says Imperial Porter at five. Is that right? Yeah, it's five. Five And then the peach and pepper West Coast ale with habanero and peaches at five point five percent. And when you guys actually open, the actual beers will be very similar to these ones, right? Well, these are going to be. So these were our tests right now, but um, three of them are going to come out. All right. Um, but my daughter made a mistake, and I just noticed it. it is an American brown ale. Not that was the winter ale? Yeah. yeah a confused. blonde winter ale would be very interesting. <laughs> and this is definitely brown. Yeah. <laughs> when you said it, I go, it's why? It's the darkest blonde ale I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's not blonde. Well, there are blonde stouts, but this certainly isn't blonde. No, that is not. That is a brown ale. There's a lot of fragrance to that beer. Oh, which one are we going to? We just drank the Ella. I was yes. drinking the Ella very happily. I don't it, uh, think it felt... we have a plan. No, we're just kind of flying. I'm still on the. It was a nice, easy drinker. Yeah, it's it's it's, it was a really easy beer to make. Um, It's all flavored with Ella hops. Um, Oh, yeah. You're you're just you're just like. I was about to throw some right underneath you here. Yeah, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Just in case to get extra. Put this closer to my mouth, please. Um, So it's it was an easy beer to make. It was it's just a blonde ale with that's flavored with Ella hops um, and then dry hopped with Ella um, on top of it for about seven days. So it was it was really really easy. Um, Everyone seems to like it. that's about the third time that I've made it. Um, I've changed it up a little bit. It had originally called for um, Galaxy Hops, make it a little bitter, and I didn't like the bitterness. I thought it was too much for what I was looking for in that beer. So so I calmed it down and just uh, bittered it with Ella Hops. Now, pleasant. Pleasant yeah, is the word on that one. A little crisp, fruity. Is that one of those... Uh Australian hops. Yep, too? it's a hybrid. Uh, it's it, like Galaxy. Yep. It, well, actually, it's uh, it's a hybrid from that Galaxy, and I believe its mother is Stella. Makes sense. Yeah. So, but I could be completely wrong on that. <laughs> I have not done all of that research. I do know that it is a hybrid, um, and I like the name. And you know, so I picked it, and I said, "Well, I wonder what I could do with it." And I, that's what I came up with. The majority of us are home brewers too, so don't skip other details. Ah, we'll, yeah. we'll catch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, is this brewed, are all these brewed in-house? Yep, you, made okay. them all right here. Okay. Um, the, when I, I tried them out first at home on a little spike oh. baby five-gallon mm. fermenter and got some of the kinks worked out of them, um, except the only one that was f- never made anywhere but here is the winter ale. And that is, we call it a test because I, it, it did something I wasn't expecting. So the, when I put the yeast in there, which I can't for the life of me remember the yeast, um, it's in my book downstairs, but it just went to town and it just ate it all. So I ended up putting some sugar in to see if I could sweeten it up a little because a winter ale shouldn't be as dry as this turned out. Mm. Um, and this turned out as a very, very fragrant, spicy, dry beer. Right, it's but, like a dry gingerbread. Some, some, most people yeah. who they love it or they don't, you know, I, I, we learned that the other day. It's either you love it or you hate it. And it's one of those. So. Yeah, it's definitely got a big ginger. It is a little dry on the finish. Yep. It is every spice you'd put in a pie. Mm. Uh, there's, uh, and all of spices are, are fresh, so we ground mm. them all. So it's, it's ground allspice and nutmeg and ground cinnamon. Uh, there were cinnamon sticks, I'm sorry, and ground ginger and what else? Cardamom. We have, we have cardamom in there. We have clove. Okay. Wow. It was, it was quite intense. There were all of us. There were five of us. Yes. As I was Binding trying not, as I was burning myself <laughs> on, the, on the as I was making the beer, I was burning myself. They were all sitting there grinding and, and peeling. Mm. Um, oh, and there was oh, an orange, orange peel. peel. Yeah, and vanilla. Oh, was there was a lot anything of else we could have thrown into that beer? Uh, no, so. we, we pretty much covered it. It does. So have this that. is the most expensive of the beers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. But I would say that the most. And not everybody loves it. <laughs> but you know, I have a. That's one of my things. Is that. There is no bad beer. There's just a beer that you might not like, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking of having that made put up there somewhere, um, yeah. because everybody likes something different. Like I'm not a really s- huge sour fan, but he loves them, yeah. and you know. So, it's just my take on it, but it kind of has like a like a like leather kind of pipe tobacco Earthy kind of tobacco. I get that flavor yeah, I to see it. it. Yep, which is which is interesting because all the old things taste the best. Mm-hmm. There, there, <laughs> there's a lot of hop in there um, as well. Um, again, if I, I'm, I'm suffering COVID, bread. If I had my book, I could tell you everything that's in there. We can look it down. Um, it's actually on my laptop. Um, but I made that. What when did I make that? Christmas. Just before. Is that where Christmas. I burned myself? That is where you burned yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I burned myself. That seems to be a theme. Did a lot? Yeah. Right. I, it's, <laughs> The other day too, I, he, I'm going to pull the the lid off the top of the book. He goes, "You're going to burn yourself," and of course, ow! And I got my fingers, so and they're still red. Brian, you going you're to join us? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm sorry, I was posting pictures to social media. We're talking about the winter ale. It's the second time I've had this beer. I like it. The finish the finish is a bit interesting. It's, it's a bit dry to me. Yeah, I think it'd be really good with just a little more a little more body in the finish and be. Yep. And, and I try to kind of balance those spices. It was a, yeah, it was I mean, a liquid yeast. I've been using mostly uh, dry yeast for, since since this did that. I dialed it back and I went with a dry yeast, and I've just been rehydrating them. Yeah. Um, this one was um, all out. You know, four. Um, what I use six packages mm. of liquid yeast um, that had the yeast um, nutrient in it. So mm. um, was it Omega yeast? I think so. Yeah. 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 And it just went to town. I, when I came down here the first day, it was bubbling out of the blow off. Okay bucket it was just it was i had water everywhere i'm like okay you need to calm down i'm talking to the fermenter <laughs> of course yeah. <laughs> but it didn't so. do you remember what, what what the gravity was when it finished uh i know i'm throwing out the wow no offhand i don't i should i should have 
come prepared. Well, you have it recorded. But it's, it's all written yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious because yeah. it definitely does has that dry, that dry finish. Yeah, yeah. But I love the I love the the I'm a big fan of the spices. Yeah. Oh, so I like that that beginning part of it. it's real nice. Yeah, that's what I said the first time I had it. The spice bouquet is pretty on point. It's uh it's crisp, it's uh, refreshing for a winter ale. It's just the finish the finish needs something. Oh yeah, it needs a little bit of work. I think the next time I make it, I'm gonna, I'm, I might actually add so, yeah. sugar to it at the beginning. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and and boil it through with a little bit of brewer sugar, um, and see if I can. Um, I think what it was is it probably didn't have the gravity to start. Probably was a little too low, and it we were just this was one of our first, the one we first tried on the new system. Mm. So this was the first one we brewed on oh, the okay. system. Yeah, here so, everything. Yeah, okay. So when when we when when we when we sparged it, I thought we got enough of the sugar up, but I think I just left yeah. too much behind. And even trying to add it into the front, that didn't do any good. So uh, you got to dial. I mean, everything's got to be dialed. Yeah, of course. Going, completely new stuff. Yeah, everything's going to be trial and error. And like I said, if the I think everything is on point. If you can just beef up the finish a bit, yep. I think that 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 beer is a winner. Yep. And I and I think we're going to get there with it. It's mm. like it's, oh yeah, it for a, sure. It was a test, and I, we brought it to collaboration because. I had it, and I'm like, let's see what people think, because why not? I'm here. Of course. We're going to have hundreds of people taste it. If nobody likes it, then that's going, you know, that's that's not coming back anymore. But nobody hated it. Everyone was saying the same thing. It's there, but there's something missing. What did that one but actually, there was a lot of people who really liked it. Oh, yeah. there, were, there were a few people who just kept coming back and yeah. asking for more of yeah. it. So I think it's that thing. It's what your palate wants to have, yeah. you know? That's, and, a, that's a very good one. You know? Like Jesse was saying, and it... it it does kind of have some of those notes. I think it'd be really good with a. I'm a, I'm a big cigar guy, so mm. I think that'd be really good with a with a cigar. Yeah, I think the body would play nice with a cigar. Yeah. See, I'm wondering if I can get it to like a, a little bit more of a body when you taste this one, um, when you taste the, uh, the 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 porter. If I can do it in that porter and just add the spices to what I created there, mm-hmm. and see if it's see if we get the flavor I'm looking for, you know. Well, we could always pour them together. Well, actually, we, should, we actually could try that and see what it, see what it does. You know, yeah, that body is nice. On that. So, I know we we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but how do, how did you guys come to this location? Well, it can do that God. part. We looked at a lot of things. You know, the big thing was when Dom sort of came up with the idea to do this, and I. I don't even know. I kind of just followed along. But um, when he first came up with the idea, he, like, I remember we looked at, like, a warehouse space that was, like, 10,000 square feet. And then we looked at that, and I just kept saying to him, have you ever mopped 10,000 square feet? Like, because I worked in theater for, like, 30 years. So I've mopped 10,000, like, I've mopped stages. And so so he, he kept doing all this stuff, and we kept looking at things. And I, I finally, I remember there was a day I kind of walked in, and I said, what do you want this to be? Because it, 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 like, I was kind of annoyed. Like, I'll admit, I was like, "What do you want this to be?" Because it seems like we can't identify wh- what we want the brewery to be. And I said, "Not a million dollar brewery." I'm right. Don't have that yeah. money. He goes, "Good, because we don't have that money." <laughs> <laughs> so when we were poking around, I kept looking at this space, and I loved the brickwork, and I loved the exposed beams, and I loved all of that stuff about it. Um, and and I understood it. It feels small. So Dom. Um, was you just weren't sure? Like you, you at first you said room. no, it's going to be too small, right. and we were like, it's true. Where would you put the brew house and all of that stuff? And then we came back at it, and we came, and finally I just said, let's just go look at it. And as soon as we walked in, it felt right. Like the feeling of it was right. And once we got down into the basement, which was hysterical because it was wood paneling and seventies linoleum floors, and it was, it was trippy <laughs> down there. It was really and trippy. I said to him as we walked, I said, um, this is why I don't want this. 
I'm like, that is the most, that is the ugliest building. It's like, that is the ugliest room. I'm not used to this. I, I, don't know I know, it takes a little bit. <laughs> it, it does take so, a lot of getting used to, you're but, right. But the reality is, the more we looked at it, um, he kept going, but you know, you're right, we could fit our brew house here, and we could do this, and I guess the fermenters could go there, and the price was certainly within what we were hoping to be able to find a space for. Mm. But the bigger thing is, is that the gentleman who owns the building has been incredibly supportive. Like, you know, in the, for the first six months that we were here, the first three months we were here, I mean, we were paying like $1,000 a month on the space just because he knew we had money to, to build. Like we needed money to build out and stuff. So it, yeah. it's so been... We didn't have money. No, we didn't. And so eventually it just sort of became the space. And we, we love the downstairs. We know we need to do more with the upstairs space. Um, but right now we can open if the state lets us. We can open. And eventually, we'll, we'll change that. And what's really great, because you guys came in through this way, we have an entire backyard, an entire oh. side place for a patio. So what's really nice is we have a fully, like, it's it's a backyard. Like, it's a mowable backyard. And inside, <laughs> and we, so, we can fit 50 people in here. Right. And about um, 30 I'm, outside. And 30 outside. So then I'm like, okay, now, all right, I get it. it, it let's start small uh, and... Starting small is probably the right way to go. I was looking at too big of spaces, and then I was thinking, yeah, I'm, we're going to get a 10,000-square-foot space, and I'm going to put this little one barrel in there. I'm like, it's going to look ridiculous. So, um, But, it, you know, we settled on it, and the, the landlord's been outstanding. He He's very excited. He owns Body Blocks down the road here. Um, and, you know, he let us do pretty much everything we wanted to do. All he wants to know is, what are you doing? Right, because he wanted it to be a wine bar back in 2000 and, 2009. I figured this out okay. when all of a sudden they did something on our license and it showed up, um, and then they stopped doing things on our license and, yeah. and we're just, now we're waiting. Um, but he wanted to make it a wine bar, so he they gutted it, they put new lights in, they did all this, and then they just never built the bar. So we moved the plan, we moved the bar from that side to the other side of the building to here, um, because right below us is the cold room. So it's our cooler. Okay. And we weren't originally going to put a glycol chiller on the lines. So we were going to just let it cool from the, the cooler up. But I was afraid that we were gonna, it was going to warm the beer. And I don't like warm beer, and I know most people don't. There are certain beers that should be. Of course. But ours aren't probably. And when I do that, we'll just shut that line off. We'll figure that out. Um, but then we, did, then we put the glycol chiller in anyway. But it's this side of the this bar is better on this side because that when that door is open, it just blows cold air right into people. And people don't want to sit at the yeah. bar and and have cold air blowing up their ass end. I Skirts. guess yeah. it does get a little cold here in the wintertime. But I mean, they, they, the general area is just a great area if if you're listening to this, and you're not familiar to it. I mean, it's you're in between the theater district, Main Street, Allentown. I mean, it's just kind of walking distance. Walking distance to a ton of places. Yeah, we're actually the only brewery in Allentown. We're actually officially this this side of Edward Street is still Allentown. <laughs> the minute you cross the street, you're not. So we're like the only. We're going to be the only brewery until somebody else opens, and hopefully more people will do this because it's awesome. Well, the but at the moment, we're the only existed. one in Allentown. Yeah. Ah. That was funny when you were. <laughs> he put in the address for the city. There's no building there. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at it. Um, <laughs> Sitting in it. I thought this yeah. used to be like a jewelry store or something. Well, it was, but it apparently was. City Hall in the 30s. This flooded. is what I know because many years ago I was part of the restoration of the Allendale Theater. So when City Hall flooded, the original plans for mo- a large majority of buildings okay. here in Buffalo were lost. So no one really knows the history of this building. Like a lot of the. 
um, a lot of those original plans and all of that stuff don't seem to be around. And we know that at some point it was a part of the land parcel of 35, which is the church. So whenever we talk to people, no one really knows this is here. Like they know the church is there and they know there's the, 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 the building on the corner, but like no one understands that there's actually an address here with a building on it. And when it's you really weird. Across the street from the cyclorama, they go, the church? Like no, it's next to the church. Oh, the place on oh, the, the corner. Place on the cor- on no. The cor- no, 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 no. Right it's not there either. There's, there's nothing there, <laughs> and they give you the face. Like there's nothing there. Yeah, there is, but you drive by it at 100 miles an hour <laughs> because that's what everyone does. But um, apparently, this was what the limelight. Back so in we, the 60s? we recently, a friend of mine sent me. Just article. tell them when you hit the stop sign, look right. That's yeah. right. And you're right. Exactly. Right. Um, when you hit that pothole, yeah, look right. That sucks. <laughs> so, but um, a, a friend of mine recently sent me a um a newspaper article that she found and she 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 sent it up to, as a message on facebook and she goes i knew i recognized your building because apparently and we think she's correct back in the 60s this was the um limelight gallery and coffee house so this was like a kind of launching place for a lot of really famous musicians oh and jerry raven who was very recently inducted into the buffalo musicians hall of fame ran it Oh, yeah. yeah, so 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 apparently it's got this great history, but you can't find it anywhere. Like if you if I try to Google search images of the Limelight Gallery and Coffee House Buffalo, nothing comes up. So sounds and, like and there's we, a coffee beer in the making. There, well, maybe, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That sounds so, like a good so idea. So there's fun little bits of history <laughs> that we're learning, but we can't find the address. But I'm sure they have a problem charging taxes. No, no, no. yeah, right, yeah, exactly. It's amazing <laughs> how that, oh, that's happening. They found it for the taxes. <laughs> It's been an adventure. So, so Dom, a quick counterpoint to what uh, Ken was saying earlier. So, if he like, if he was locked in on this space, what were you looking for? What did you want in a space when you were guys were looking at uh, at places? I wanted one floor, right? I, I, that's that's what I was looking for. One floor, one floor with a tap room and a brew house. Yeah, where everything could be seen. Okay. Right? What we're what we lose in this space is that no one can see the brew house, but. It's a small brew house. Nobody's really going to be that interested in it anyway. We're not like the big guys around the corner. Right. They have the big tanks, and it looks really cool like a city when you're walking in there. We're, we're a little thing, but people still like to see where the beer's made. Of I, course. I, I like Absolutely. it. Um, but we, so we lose that. Um, and then sometimes when you end up with two floors, you end up with two, and we did, two completely diff- distinctive <laughs> spaces. Um, so what we're going to try to do with the upstairs is add some dartboards. Oh, nice. And that way when people are up there... It's not just a space where people just hide away and nothing's going on. There's there's reasons to go up there and there's reasons to come back down. You don't have a bar up there, right? No, yeah. no. Um, that would have been another night hurdle to cross. Oh, so sure. We, we we left that alone for now. But eventually, you know, six, it, you know, success hits us like we hope it does. Um, there will be more than one of these, you know. So. So. And part of you know part of what we talked about, like just the philosophy of the place is um, Dom comes from a homebrewing background. And so we, we wanted people to feel that they were sort of sitting at home, like sitting around your kitchen table drinking beer, right? So um, this has been on our social media. All but two tables in this place have been donated by family members. Oh, cool. That's so cool. So it's, you really are sitting around yeah. the tables that you know everyone grew up around and sat around and, and whatever. So, so when you go upstairs, because it was absolutely, you can tell it was somebody's apartment, mm. but it's kind of like being in somebody's apartment drinking beer. You know? So there's, there's something that's kind of charming about that. Like, like aesthetically, there's something kind of nice about that. We you know, considered going the whole industrial-looking route with the concrete floors and the whatever. And I love that. I think that that's amazing. But I, I, being a, coming from a design background, I thought it could be more interesting to invent a space 
that's maybe just a little different from that. And again, I'm not saying that that's a negative thing at all. I love that industrial look. This building doesn't have an industrial look. This building feels like a warm kind of bistro. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> so. like it's it's like it's kitschy, yeah. retro. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a unique vibe for sure. Yeah. You know, well, that was another thing that after I started liking the building, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I didn't. I, I kind of wanted to get away from is that that in that ever. I don't want to say everyone, but most breweries are an industrial looking right. space. And that's definitely the new age of tap rooms. Yes, and, right. and and I'm like, but everyone looks the same. So why can't why, we should be something a little bit different? Because everyone's looking the same. So we have tried not to, for budget reasons as well, <laughs> yeah, tried not to look like everybody else, and I also tried not to be like everyone else. Um, you know, beer, beer is beer. People, everyone's going to make something different. So we have to be a little different on top of that a little bit so that when people come here, it's not your industrial space. You can sit, you have comfy seats to sit on. Upstairs, you'll we notice can it's, to that. it's kitchen ta- <laughs> It's people's dining room tables upstairs. So and cool. there's these this this little seating area that sort of showed up. You, you created I that. I found it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, th- whatever you want to do. He's, he's the design person. I just make the beer. He's putting the... The, the place together. But what's fun is that kitschiness. I mean, yeah. like, that's my original fridge when I moved to Buffalo yeah, in fun. 1995. Do you know what I mean? And we With painted the, it the sign on it too? orange. No, the sign oh. was not there. But, um, you know, and that would have been really we found this on, you know, Facebook Marketplace and I drove out to West Falls and it was the color of poo brown. Yeah, that and, showed up. You know, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're downstairs brewing a beer. You're just, okay. I come, well, I come in the side door and there's this, this thing, this yeah. cabinet. And I'm like, what the hell? He goes, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll make it look nice. I go, I, go, I hope so because that's not going anywhere I can look at. It's <laughs> it, was ru- it was brown. looked like it rusted. It was, I'm like, okay. But now you wouldn't even know. No. So, but it's so. fun. So it's just sort of, it was really nice to kind of just create a collection of things that feel like you're at home. Like you feel like you're in someone's house. Somebody even and gave so us these sad plants. Yeah. Um, are they real? They're, they're real. real. They yeah, need a good watering. They're surviving. They're doing their best. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You don't buy plants that look like they're half dead? Well, we're hanging on. For those, we couldn't find them, so we went with real ones that look I'm not a plant guy. I kill everything. To be honest, the reason they're frying, well, A, because we probably haven't watered them. But... That section, we have to we have to fix this. Um, that those windows, the glass, are pointed in exactly the wrong direction. Oh. So what happens is the minute the sun hits them, those poor people who sit in those two seats are going to melt. They get vaporized. So <laughs> that's why you have that like lovely shade, though, yeah. right? So I'm sure that's just like the end of the march. That shade does absolutely nothing. So <laughs> Good what, to know. what the Good landlord to know. actually is, he knows, he knows it's an issue. So we're actually talking to him. We're going to hopefully by the time summer gets here, we'll have a little Hitachi system in here that'll cool this end off. Mm. But until we do that, we were actually thinking we'll do some more, we'll do some fans and we'll try to blow the cold air towards the windows mm-hmm. um, because whoever should, even when I stood there the one day I'm like oh. and it was in the middle of winter I'm like it is 80 degrees oh, right there and when poor I in, poor Barbara Priori yep. whoever she is yes, she's, she's, she's our other owner destined to melt was she the, was she she was <laughs> yes. there clever yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. she was the mom that sat in the little corner there yeah. and yelled at both of us when we weren't paying attention <laughs> I was, yeah, curi- I was curious like, about all the she names she tugged on my shirt when I didn't say something loud enough or something yeah, she's, <laughs> okay. that's Barbara <laughs> I was curious about all the names on the bar. I know the bar, you guys made the bar. I see the names at the edge so of the we, bar here. So what's the significance to that? We had an Indiegogo um, crowdfunding when uh-huh. we first started, and at a certain kind of contribution level. 
you got your name burnt into the bar. So we actually have like, we have some other names that still have to be added. I just haven't gotten to them yet. Is this burned in or what is Yeah, it's burned in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have a couple people who've given us, um, who've helped us. James. James. As we're waiting now to open, we're we're just hemorrhaging Mm. cash because now we're just paying and nothing's coming in. So we've had people who've helped us to make sure that we continue to, to, to... that we can open in April like we want to, so you know we're going to add them to the bar. Um, That's cool. On top of that, because they've they've stepped up and said, "Hey, here's this," and we haven't asked them; they just did. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Little sidebar here: we, we've we've kind of moved on to through the did chocolate vanilla. Did we talk porter. about the chocolate vanilla porter? Because no. that was really nice. Yeah, it's really good. I so like that's that. so that signs a mistake, right? This is five percent is not an imperial porter, right? <laughs> um, that is what it came out at. That's what I was staring at. So. Couldn't see it. That says imperial. It says imperial. Oh no! Wait a minute. No, that shouldn't be that. (laughs) What am I thinking? Um, I mean, we don't we don't mean to call you on the carpet here. No, no, you're probably right. I have to look at what that is because I know it was in the sixes, but it wasn't. It did not come out as high as I expected it to, and I think it's because we were rushing to get it done. I didn't ferment it long enough. Um, But it's it's in the low sixes. I I liked it where it was. The body was nice. I thought it. If if Add a, add a little more richness to the mouthfeel, and I think oh, that, I that's was, on point. I like where that was very spicier drinkable. than expected. Yeah, that, that can. That, <laughs> that, one's, that one's my favorite. I like yeah. it. No, it's good. Yeah. The peach and the pepper. I wasn't ready for it. The peach and the pepper. I smell like, oh, the peach and the pepper. Some really nice peach on the smell. Oh, it's just nose. It's a huge peach. peach. On the smell. And then you, you, you yep. take a drink of well, it. Well, it is funny because Don like didn't warn you guys. He warned me at collaboration when I took a sip. He's like, you're going to get all peach up front, and then you're and then all the pepper's going to hit you. Yeah, it's just all sweet peach nose, and then you just. And then, and you, then, then it gets really around. warm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it also dissipates rather quickly too. Yeah, it's yep. not obnoxious. Well, <laughs> these peppers are actually—they um, are chocolate habaneros, and we have got them from a friend of ours who owns a, a little pepper farm. So these are fresh mm. habaneros. Oh. We n- we're not exactly oh. sure what it's going to do when we buy them from the store mm. because you know <laughs> when they sit, they lose a little bit. So the next time we make them, if he can't give us this type of pepper, we either might change the pepper yeah. or use store bought habaneros. So how do you add it to the to the brew? So I chopped them up Seeded and them. I pulled the seeds out <laughs> and I <laughs> threw them in the fermenter. Oh, okay. And they sat there. But this is like what's this? Four ounces? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's, five it's ounces. Barrel. It, it was a yeah. tiny. Container it doesn't take much. Yeah. The first time I did this, there was a pound of habaneros. <laughs> oh, wow. you know, because, because a little habanero goes a long yeah. way. That's when a, I, a pepper. That well, should be on every t-shirt yeah. ever made. <laughs> I went with the, if you're flavoring it, you know, you want to use about a pound for every, you know, for, for every five gallons you're looking at. So I had five gallons, so I used one pound in a five-gallon fermenter. No. Don't you know? No, no. It, it didn't matter how I would, much. I wouldn't peach. even do that with jalapenos. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't matter how much peach you added to that, you would melt, and it also exploded. Oh, okay. and it, it, the whole thing was a disaster. The dogs were walking through it. It was a nightmare. It was. It was. I was trying to clean it up. My skin was on fire. My knees oh. were on fire. I was trying to stop the dogs from walking through it, and licking mm. their paws. It was everywhere. Mm. It literally just went everywhere. Oh, yeah. Did so. you have to throw out that fermenter? No, it's actually we haven't brought it, it here. It, he's saying it. What happened is a seal went. Oh. A seal went. Okay. Something wasn't connected properly. I meant with just the capsaicin, like yeah. in the. And it was right. everywhere. Like the entire back den of the house was nothing but peach and pepper. <laughs> yeah, but the, if you use PBW, you can get that out. It's 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 PBW is going to take anything that's in that fermenter out, um, uh, and that's what we use to clean with. So um, we haven't had any crossover flavor issues so far. Yeah. Yet. Um, 
And we've used that I've never tried. spike fermenter since, and it's been fine. So, And we'll never put that much in again. <laughs> oh, and then the second time I did it um, was another disaster because, again, I have this habit of burning myself and opening the wrong valve. Um, so as I'm... I think it's about the fourth time I you've think, mentioned yeah, burning yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. No, this was a valve problem. Um, I was count. kegging it, and instead of opening the valve I was supposed to open to put it into the keg, I opened the one on top of it, and it blew a gallon and a half of it all over the mm. same place, all over my office. Because at that time, I was just keeping it near me so I could watch it ferment, and that was the end of that. Because then it was just sticky everywhere, and it smelled like peaches. And then the third time I made it, it was a little too hot. We got the flavor right. It was a little too hot. Um, and we had it on the tap here for, we had some people here. This actually worked out the best. And yeah, everyone is, seems to, I shouldn't say everyone, most people seem to like it. Yeah. It's very different. There's, a, there's three things that happen. When you first taste, you taste peach, mm-hmm. then you get a little bit of this. It's almost like a, a, a campfire taste in the middle mm. and then you get or at least that's what that's what i most people were getting and then you get the heat but you don't taste the heat you feel the heat it's it's yeah it's, it's the more i'm drinking i'm getting i'm getting the pepper flavor in that second mm-hmm. part but it's just it's wild because it like you you don't see the pepper coming right it's nope. just it's like it's like oh the smells like sweet canned peaches and then <laughs> bam for me the level of heat but, is perfect yeah but I yeah. typically like it hotter than most people. Yeah, it's it's right on that. Say, I always consider you the, our pepper beer guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's make, a, make a peach and pepper Bloody Mary in the morning. Like you know, I'm going right out to Beersmith right now. I forgot it's on my phone. I there can you tell go. You, you, I can tell you the answers that you're looking for if it would actually open. Scott, what peppers do you grow at home? Uh, depends on the year. Last year I did um, uh, Trinidad scorpion peppers. Ooh. So I have a. A weird hobby of growing like a lot of peppers. What can you do with those besides hurt yourself? Yeah, um, seriously. I, I that's, give a, that's a very good question. I give them to a friend who, uh, you know, Brendan. You don't even use it. You get to hurt away. himself. Also, out of them. Oh, that's cool. So I've done ghost peppers and habaneros. Uh, so you want some more? No, thank you. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm going to grow some Mike, scotch bonnets I'm, this I'm year. I'm driving and they're carpooling. Scotch so. bonnets. Well, it was they can have more. Our, can our friend, I had no, no idea he did this. So and I reached out to him for something it else. Have, it and he said, yeah, I have a pepper farm. And we <laughs> like, you rushed do? it because <laughs> I wanted it. They're easy to grow to be, yeah, uh, as long as you've got the sunlight and collaboration. Actually, well, could we uh, do do a little of the, the mix on Oh, yeah. well, you have the half hey. more there. I gotta get a picture of this. All my crap. Hey, uh, just brewing in the in the pilot system, the five gallon system. No, nope. we're brewing right downstairs. You, you, in the uh, in the barrel system, we're gonna, still? Have, we're gonna have to go we're see that ready. already. We're trying to be ready. Yeah. As long as we don't sell it or or, or market it in any way, we should, we're yeah. we're fine. Um, and then when we're ready, we can just open it and it'll be on tap. Are you like brewing anything? Because uh, uh, I think you're planning to open in April. Are you brewing anything that uh, you're yeah. just planning to kind of like age for a couple months? Or well, what's aging right now <laughs> is actually in the fermenter right now. Roughly half. We just got it. Okay. Up, uh, we just got it into the fermenter the on still late, late Saturday, um, and it's fermenting now. It's a Czech pilsner. Nice. And it will, it's going to lager for which I wish was six ready weeks. Right now. Perfect. So, um, I, I mean, I could probably lager it longer than that, but our hope is we'll be open in six weeks, so it'll be ready. The warehouse yeah. cuts right through. But, but what, you, um, still get, you still get a lot of that chocolate. Our chiller. Um, Ooh, sorry, we're learning. Um, we're, we're learning how to use the, the chiller that we have. It's a penguin chiller, so it's a little. I don't know. 
I don't know if it's the system that we have and the coil that's cooling the beer, but it doesn't seem to cool it as low as that I want it to. So we're working out what temperature we need it to be. So what I'm going to do is actually when it's done fermenting through this first seven days, and I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it right in the cooler because it'll get down to 38 degrees in the cooler. Yeah. And then I'll sit, I'll let it sit there for, I don't know, four or five weeks. And then I'll pull it back out and then see if I can get it down to 35. But if I'm under 38, if yeah. I'm under 39, then we're at the right lager temperature. So we should be, we should be fine. Um, it might give it a little bit more of a thicker mouthfeel on it, but... Um, Minor technical difficulties. <laughs> it's, it's a little different when you're... Because we're using... Um, we're using... Um, we're not using sandy cakes. We're using corny cakes. Mm. So, um, again, that was a, a whole thing for us is, is money, right? So I bought, bought all of the kegs secondhand from Irish Carbonic. Mm. They were oh, nice. Pepsi containers. Yeah. So what I did, we just changed out the seals and wherever we needed the new posts, we put them in. Um, and it's, I, I know there's another brewery in town that does it. Um, and I thought, okay, well that could save us money. Yeah. 25 bucks a keg versus 100. Save us so money. what you're saying is if I like something, I could I was kind of like gonna buy the a same corny thing. of it and put it in my own brew system oh. at home? <laughs> yeah, if you want, sure. There you okay. go. 12 taps. Is it more? <laughs> you, you talk, I'll take care of it. Four, four, six, eight, ten. Looks like 12. 12. It's 12. It's 12, it's 12 taps. 12 you guys taps. plan on having 12 on or doubling up? Um, I, I think right now, here, here's what we're trying to do that's a little bit different. Maybe a little bit different because there could be other places doing this and we just don't know about them. Because that's so often the case, right? Everyone thinks they're being so freaking unique. And then you discover there's like 10 other places you've never been to that are doing the same thing. But because, again, Dom is coming from this homebrewing background, so we and we realize there's legality stuff we have to look at, instead of going through a distributor and bringing in beers from other farm breweries, we're actually trying to, it's kind of what collaboration was all about. We want to engage with the homebrewing community. And we already Speaking have several people who are like really interested in doing this and coming and like sharing, uh, understanding that they can't legally sell beer. Right. So it's kind of just for the bragging rights of being able to say that a beer that they've made at home is now on tap at a brewery somewhere. Because there's, no, I mean, there's legally no way that they can sell it. We they, would they could own come the here and help them brew it. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's kind of like what the whole point of collaboration yes. was, but it's kind of what we're hoping to be a business model, you know? Um, now, Windy Brew does that a little yeah, bit, right? Windy Windy Brew. Brew. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have those, like, groups will come in and they'll, we were yeah. there one night and we yeah. were actually, um, there, there was a group of women who had actually brewed one of the beers that was on oh, tap, nice. so it was kind of fun to be there with them. Um, so that's kind of the idea. And, you, you know, we've we've had other people write some things about, like, our plan and stuff, and it's, it's very interesting because I, I love how people in the beer community are so quick to, um, like, leap to the defense. You know, you know what I mean? Whatever. Because when we say we're trying to be kind of an experimental brewery, that doesn't mean that other breweries aren't experimental. Right. That's not yeah. what it means. It's just that we're not planning at this point to distribute. Mm. So we're not locked into needing five of our taps to be flagships. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're not dedicating half of our tap lines and saying, whenever you walk through the door, you're going to be able to get Ella. It doesn't mean we're not going to brew Ella again. Yeah. It just means that it's not going to always be on tap because it gives us the sort of ability and flexibility to keep trying new things. And sometimes I love they'll that. be a success. Sometimes they won't. <laughs> and we understand yeah. that. Um, but it, but it's, not, it's not a comment about what other people are doing. Right. 
and and it's funny because some, like we, we I can't remember who wrote an article and of course in all of the comments you've got all of the people and it's like you're right you're oh, right God, other people do that too you're probably, absolutely right probably wrote the it article just, oh, we're just saying it? that that's what we're that also going to do <laughs> <laughs> so but as a, as a consumer on the you know on this side of the bar I love the idea of being able to come in and not knowing what's on tap right like right. as someone who always wants to constantly strive to right. try something new you know, I think that's great and there's a couple of places we go to and we're always so excited because we'll hear like they they've got something new and because we right. can't get there Friday night by the time you get there Sunday it's gone yeah. you know what I mean and and it's like and it's all the stuff they always have and it's all delicious beer right. and we love it all but it's like it just you know if you can't be there when the moment the door opens and everyone descends on the place to try the new thing oh yeah you know so it's um so we just decided to try to approach this differently and and I say that in that we're being very humble about that this could be a horrible idea <laughs> it could be a horrible idea in which case we will very graciously say everyone was right this was a horrible idea and just so you know we're now going to always have Ella on tap and that's yeah. okay too <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> but you have a it's a small enough model where you can kind of yeah, throw yeah. and yeah you can play around with you it can play around with you fi- it you, you figure when we're brewing it's 30 gallons of beer yeah. and I, I always remind Dom we have a 90 gallon aquarium so yeah. if we screw up a 30 gallon batch of beer it's yeah. not even like when we have to clean the aquarium yeah. right like I mean we don't even dump that much water yeah. so it's it's um, so anyways I, I sort of feel did like not that you want to ruin a batch of beer <laughs> no, I don't think it's in but I just mean that it's not the end of the world if something comes out and it's truly awful yeah. <laughs> you know not that I think it will be I think Dom is pretty good at what he does you know he does he's done a lot of home brewing and he's I think he's very good at kind of looking at what other people are doing and kind of looking at existing recipes and then yeah okay um, and then um, oh we got it oh she's flowing nice um, and then uh, really kind of making it his own you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's not like taking other people's beer recipes and just making them, but he he's I think intuitively very good at kind of seeing how other people have approached a beer mm. and knowing what he knows about the malts he uses and whatever. And he I mean I'm not a brewer at all, so I barely know what I'm talking about. I, I'm going to fetch and tote oh. and make things pretty. That's I, my job. I know the so. feeling because of, of the four of us. I'm the only non-home home brewer. There you go. So, um, but but so far I think. I think it's been successful. People who've, you know, been drinking. And again, we, I mean, we're not manufacturing beer yet. We're not right, licensed yeah, to manufacture right. beer yet. But of the of the things that he's been experimenting on and test batching and doing all that stuff so when we're ready, we can start putting it into manufacturing. So far, no one has said that's completely horrible. People have, like the Wind Trails, not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm the first to say it. it's not my favorite. I, I don't hate it. Right. But it's certainly not my favorite. But I think he already has ideas of what he's going to do next time to make that something different. Yeah. And um, and sure, everybody's got a wind trail. You're right. It doesn't mean it's, it's not True. an experimental crazy beer, but everyone wants to drink a winter ale. Mm-hmm. So in the winter, we'll probably have one, and then other times of the year, we probably won't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So so that's kind of um, where we're headed. So on that note, do you do you have kind of like a firm timeline timeline for opening or? It, my our feeling right now okay. is based on where the um, the SLA is at. It feels like we can probably open sometime in April. The big thing is is that for many people who are are sort of poised, the the bill that was finally signed into law at the beginning of the year Mm. allows for the temporary manufacturing permits. The paperwork for those becomes available March, I believe it's March 22nd. Oh, wow. And then it takes 30 days to process. So we're looking at the end of April at that point. Right. So the bill comes into what they, I think they call sunrise, is I think the term that they use, on March 31st. So... 
our understanding is that the SLA is trying to make the paperwork available by about the 22nd so that everyone who's in queue, who has their licenses in there and whatever, like you can't just come in and look for a temporary one. You've got to be people who are waiting. Yeah, they're waiting. Will be in a position to, to fill out this paperwork for a temporary license. And that if it takes 30 days to process, then by April 22nd ish, it seems like several places should be able to open. Who knows? And I, I and again, that's just kind right. of our understanding at the right. moment. So, so, so if the license, so if it, if the licensing is temporary, does that? How does that work? Does that just I, become? I believe that becomes. A, I think it's good for ninety days. And then it so, just right. But where we where we're kind of adding queue right now, <clears throat> we could potentially have our license by the end of April. So we're going to apply for That's it exciting. anyways or because if or tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. but um, tomorrow, we're going to apply anyway. Yeah, knowing the SLA, yeah, exactly. Right, right. But if there's some other holdup, then at least if the temporary comes through. We yeah. can okay. start. So, and we 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 haven't put this out into the world yet because everyone's doing their own thing. But knowing that there's all these people kind of poised, um, if indeed this happens, um, we were kind of thinking of reaching out to people like Sad Boys and One Eyed Cat and whatever. And if everyone's kind of going, oh, we can all open at the end of April, we think it'd be really cool to turn that into an event. I think that's awesome. You know, we're like we all collectively say, yeah. let's create a mini beer trail. <laughs> it's, it's different. Sad boys, I, they they won't be ready. They won't be ready. They they still have their whole build out ahead of them. Right, right, absolutely. But but I know that no, I, I know I mean, what you Bri- mean. like Briar Brothers. I, yeah, Briar Brothers. I'm, I'm not sure where the, I haven't talked to Joel or uh, I haven't talked to those guys in a while. I'm not sure where they are. Right, and so who? So I mean, maybe no, it could it, never happen. I know I don't what you know. mean. But it would be right. awesome that if if a lot of people get licensed kind of around the same time and there's all these openings, why not make that into something? Yeah, you know, like like how much more fun is that? To say, come and have a couple beers here, and we're going to give you a coupon or a whatever that when you get there, and then vice versa, and we're all. It would be really cool with One Eye Cat because they're very good friends of ours. Yeah, well, they're great guys. Yeah, they're awesome. So, my God, we're just going right through. (laughs) Oh, I was going to ask for an Ella too, but I guess I'm. I can go do it. I've talked. It's only about you know fifty-two pints and a corny, so you know. You take over. You guys don't have to. I can drink. I can drink the peach and pepper. No, we gotta get him. Up. We, we gotta get go through it anyway. Right? Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Wrap this up in the next ten minutes, and then I want to go see the brewing system. If that's all right. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. I, that I, way, I, we have it about an hour. Okay. I did have I one kind of down. another question that came to mind. Go ahead, Scott. Go, uh, please, guys. No, go ahead. Uh, I think I was kind of. I don't. It probably should have been asked at the beginning. But uh, how did like how did you guys come to here? Like to this point, how did you get to here? So, I was given. Um, Ken gifted me a five-gallon pail Christmas or so ago, and I was making a beer, and I popped up with, we should open a brewery. And he's like, you just you just made one. I, what do you mean, open a brewery? I go, no, I don't think you understand. I've been doing this for years. I think this is what I want to do. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. I'm like, I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this. Let's do this. And... So I kind of dragged him and Barbara along <laughs> for the ride, yeah. and and here we are. So it's um, it's not glamorous. It's not, well, you know, I, I didn't work at some giant place. Yeah. I just said I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. I'm I think I'm pretty good at what I'm what I do. So I think we can make it work. And if we don't, at least we tried. So I gotta respect that. I mean to go. I mean, out of the co- your comfort zone and just do something that you love to do. Yeah, unfortunately, I still got to keep that job. Yeah. But it happens. Yes, <laughs> hopefully, I, I understand that. Know, that happens for a little while. Hopefully, yeah. it comes to a point where you don't have to. Yeah. Where'd the name come from, please? 
Well, um, it was it was one of those things. So well, we built a bar in the basement. And we're like, what should we name it? I'm like, I don't know. Call it the bar. And he's like, so <laughs> you need being, work. Being need an work. ass, <laughs> he goes, we're gonna call it Octopus Bar. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I don't care. It's a bar. Nobody's gonna call it that anyway. And then when we decided to open the brewery, we decided to call it Octopus Brewing. And we ran into a trademark issue because there is a place called Octopi Brewing mm. out west. So we sat on it for a little while and I said, why don't we call it Spotted Octopus? Yeah, there were stages in there, between. There, there, were, there was a couple of them, but, <laughs> sure. but you know, the abridged version. Yes. They told us we're running out of time. Yes. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> he keeps us on track. He's, yeah. Uh, this guy. Um, and I said, well, Spotted Octopus. I go, it's that venomous octopus. It's supposed to be really pretty. And he goes, there's nothing called Spotted Octopus. So he went out and he looked at it and he found it. And it kind of stuck. And I'm like, and it's different. Not everyone's, you know, it. there's a lot more to this story. Yeah. Um, I'm not really good at telling it. He's better telling it than you I know, am. The big thing is when Dom was talking about it, and we, we um, what, when he said, you know, I've always, my whole life, I've always wanted a spot. He kept saying the mm-hmm. word spot. A spot where like everyone just feels really included. It's a really inclusive space, and it's a spot where everyone feels comfortable. And so he kept. So we actually looked to see if there was something called the Spot Brewery. By the way, there is. And, like, like, and so everything we looked at, we couldn't. And then that's when we kind of put the two things together. And he's right. That little venomous blue ringed octopus in Australia yeah. is nicknamed the Spotted Octopus. Ah. So we kind of. And it's it's just when you read about it, they describe it as kind of like small and unique mm. and mighty. Mm. And so those were words that kind of fit what we were trying to do um so it stuck <laughs> well, too, think about it when you go to a brewery thank you everybody's there you get you get, <laughs> you get old people you get young people you get people who drink beer people who don't drink beer you get to people i don't like beer and you get you get anyone at the place and i'm like well that's kind of what i want right sometimes you go to a bar like sometimes you go to some of the bars in the city and you're clearly you're not comfortable mm-hmm. there it's you're not, not part of that it's crowd. not yeah. your, it's yeah. not your crowd you're you're underdressed you're yeah. overdressed and at a brewery people come in in their running gear people come in in their everyday people come from weddings people and i'm like that is what i'm looking for mm-hmm. and then that's when he said the spot and then that's when i said spotted octopus and that's when we went and figured out that that wasn't a trademark issue so that's where we uh we settled on and and then he, he drew the the logo and it's just been there since for the last year and a half. Now. Can you the, the logo? The spectacled yeah. octopus nice in the logo, logo uh, is definitely a lot more friendly than uh, what I would yes. you know think of <laughs> when you say a venomous <laughs> octopus. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, he's he's very friendly. Yes, this guy here. But the whole point and the, and the whole point of the the different colors is that that way nobody has to be uncomfortable when they walk in. I could care less what your background is. I could care less where you come from. I could care less how much money you make. I don't care who you're dating. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about it. Come in, have a beer, be comfortable, yeah. and then go about your day. You know, or stay. Yeah. You know, um, and I think you get that more in a brewery scene than you do in a bar scene. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I don't want to sling drinks at a bar. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to make. I don't want to 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 serve shots and, and serve three dollar billers. I want to I want to have fun with it, and I, this is more fun, and this is more of what I was looking for. And like I said, I kind of just dragged him along, <laughs> and then Barbara said she wanted to be part of it, so she's kind of coming along too. And here we are. Well, I think you guys have definitely started along that way. Yeah, I can't wait to you know 
to see this. Are you going to have non non beer options? Uh, we so we have to sell New York based products for our license. Yeah. So what we were thinking is doing some um, some of the Johnny Ryan, um, the soda, the sodas, the sodas. Mm-hmm. things like that. Plus some of our, a lot of uh, the crafted cocktails that are they're going to be curated for us by by the. Buffalo Distilling and Elegant oh, Go Distilling. Cool. Yeah. cool. So both of these are going to be on, um, they're going to curate drinks for us. But you can also make their drinks non-alcoholic, too. More so the Ellicottville stuff than the, um, they, they, these are, um, these are a little more high test. Pointing to a mafia sauce. Yeah. yeah. The, the, oh, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I've only had it once. Um, it's good. Mm. And we actually, just yesterday, we spent the day sort of up in Niagara Wine Region to identify a farm winery mm-hmm. so that people who are wine drinkers. And uh, Oh, great. We found a couple of places that, again, we did not just like their wines, we kind of just like their story. Yeah. Like, we kind yeah. of like the story of, of how they came about and one in particular, Long, Long Cliff. Long Cliff. Um, it's just like us. Yeah, you know, it's just this family business. It's mm-hmm. been in the, you know, it's three generations of the same plant family yeah, running we, this little farm winery. <laughs> I think we stopped into and, that uh, one. You don't have to be so inclusive to even include wine people. Whoa, come but, on. Oh, no. no. Think about you, you really do, though. Yes, you do. <laughs> I can't drag my wife to a brewery if they don't serve wine. Understood. Yes, and that, I completely agree. Your wife is exactly the person that we need wine for. Does she yeah. like Chardonnay? You can go home. We got like eight no, bottles. She's a dry of red. Um, I got all the Chardonnay in the, in the fridge from a party that nobody drank either, so you can have it. Right. <laughs> I like wine. Wine like culture wine is trip. different. Like it's wine. different. But, you're, but if you have a brewery and you have the charcuterie boards that we're going to have and the different kind of the small plates we're going to have, you're going to have that person that doesn't drink wine. So beer, beer doesn't drink. Beer. I'm sorry, doesn't drink beer. Doesn't drink beer. So we have wine, or you know what? We have crafted cocktails. We're going to have mm-hmm. you know five or six from each of them, and, and um, hopefully they'll find something that they like and be happy. So. May I please have a small pour of the Ella? Yes. And then we can we can toast to Spotted Octopus. Well, toast thing is. Cheers. Except thank you for joining us. Scott, you don't have one. Cheers. Sorry. That's open. Do you want one? Cheers to you. Cheers, guys. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Once again, thank you to Dom and Ken at Spotted Octopus Brewing and the Buffalo Beer League for joining me down there talking about all things Spotted Octopus. We have our fingers crossed that they're going to be open by the end of April. And I will see you on the next episode. As always, we go out with the Rearview Ramblers. You can find them at rearviewramblers.com. And their song, You Can't Buy Beer With Condolences. Thank you for listening. Stop.